Welcome, welcome. Um, welcome back to the Spartan Dogs Podcast. I am your host, West Coast Rail, joined by my guy. He's been absent for a minute, but I'm glad to see him back. My man, Devin Armstrong. How are you doing, sir? Uh, I'm all right, man. Getting, a little, getting over a little bit of a cold, but we hanging in there, man. I'm ready to go. I'm ready for football. I've been talking about football for like the last couple of weeks. I'm ready to watch the Spartans play. Oh, yeah, definitely. Same here. But on this episode, we're going to talk about recruiting. We're also going to talk about a few other things. Recruiting is our main subject today, but we're also going to talk about the coaching rankings from CBS. We have a lot of things to say about that. And also, I have a few things to say about what Braylon Edwards had to say about us uh, from Woodworth Sports a few days ago. So that's what we're going to we're going to definitely get into all of that for sure. Um, but right now we're going to talk about recruiting. I know my man uh, Devin has some things to say about the recruits we got from last year. I have some re- updates on some of the recruitment, uh, some of the guys that have committed so far this uh, this year um, for football. So right now I want to go ahead and get at Devin real quick and see uh, what do you what do you like about what we got from last year's recruiting class? Um, I mean, the, uh, taking the top five recruits, you know, starting out, uh, I managed to watch some of the tape from, uh, some of these guys, obviously every great moment for these, uh, players is going to be put into their highlight reels, but you know, mm-hmm. when you're watching some of these, uh, tapes, you know, this goes with anything that's uh competitive, anything at yeah. all, any sport, e-sport, traditional sport, whatever it may be, you can kind of tell who's got it and who don't. Yeah. And all these players, all these four-star players, uh, starting off with, uh, Jaden Manum. Mangum, excuse me. Yep. He, um, uh, this guy playing both sides of the field, corner and wide receiver. I mean, just an all around athlete, seventh best player in Michigan, 12th best athlete in the country in the, uh, the rankings of last year. I mean, just, uh, it's it, this to me, this shows me players like this that Mel's able to attract player likes this. And this also, you know, with Michigan and Ohio being the, uh, being the hot spot where Ohio State pulls all of its players from. Yeah. For Mel Tucker to get a caliber player like this, seventh best player in Michigan and 12th best in the country, to be able to convince a player like that to come to Michigan State instead of losing him to Michigan uh-huh. or um, OSU, massive. Um, I expect this guy to probably go defense because that's where we need a lot of help, yes. secondary especially. So I expect this guy to probably go play corner for us. Um, mm-hmm. Next on the list, Dylan Tatum. He was playing uh, running back, receiver, and um, I think he was on the defense as well. Yep. But I liked him best at running back. He was the fifth best player in Michigan, the 11th best athlete in the country, and another top five guy in Michigan going to East Lansing, which shows you that we, we're we not messing around. Yep. Mel Tucker's are going to build that same type of defense that he had or that same type of team that he had in uh, Georgia during all mm. this recruiting that he did down there. Um, yep. Jeremy Bernard, he's uh, the fourth best receiver in Nevada, the 30, uh, 33rd ranked receiver nationally, 6'2", 185. Um, and uh, the reason I'm mentioning the uh, the measurables, uh, the man wasn't moving like he was 6'2". man was moving like he was like like somebody who's 5'8", should be able to just sprint up and down the field crazy mm. fast. Um, he showed durability. There was a uh, – there was a um, – a highlight that I watched that showed him go up to get the ball, take a hit, and still come down with it. I think he actually got sandwiched, if I'm remembering correctly. Two players Damn. in the end zone, and he still came down with the ball. So, very, very impressive. Um, obviously, everybody's real high on um, Kattenhauser, our four-star quarterback. I think this is the highest-rated quarterback that Michigan State has ever recruited within the last 15 to 20 years. 
Yep. Um, he's the 17th best player in Cali and the 15th best quarterback in the country. Um, you know, that's that's insane. That's crazy. You got him right behind Peyton Thorne. Hopefully that gives Peyton a little bit of a healthy competition to push Peyton to elevate his game a little bit more. Not that Peyton played bad last year, but there's definitely things he can improve on. And hopefully with Cat in here, that'll give him the uh, the boost that he needs to uh, recognize that the job is not safe. Oh, yeah. And the last person I wanted to talk about was um, Alex Vans, Van, Van Summerman. Yeah. Summerman. Didn't want to butcher yeah. that too bad. There. Yeah. Uh, third best player in Michigan. Another top Michigan recruit going to um, <laughs> East Lansing instead of Ann Arbor or uh, OSU. He's the 25th best player in the country. I mean, this guy hopefully will bring that pressure. Like, um, I'm looking back to like Shalit Calhoun. Uh-huh. I'm hoping that maybe this guy will be able to bring because uh, a couple of his tapes showed him getting off uh, two blocks and blowing up a play in the backfield. Um, you know, I'm just I'm just really hoping that this guy uh, he's able to give that spark because our defensive line, I don't really feel like I struggled the last couple of years. It's definitely been secondary and the linebackers a little bit, but I feel like our defensive line has pretty much been strong. But this this only solidifies it even more now. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think uh, I think Van Summer can actually crack the rotation next season for sure. I think he's definitely, uh, you know, built like a tank. And I believe he can, you know, he has the the type and the, and the will to to actually, you know, get the job done. I think he's going to be a anchor uh, for the defenses for, for years to come, for sure. One of my favorite players from last year is Van Summer, for sure. Definitely look forward to seeing him on the field, on that defensive line, see what he's able to do. Yeah, do you think that any of them will, besides, you know, Van Summer, do you think anybody else will crack uh, the rotation or the starting lineup next season? I definitely expect uh, Jaden to be up there. Defense needs a lot of help in the secondary, so I expect him to be out there if he even shows somewhat of talent. Um, okay. I definitely expect him to be out there. Uh, Dillon could sneak and steal that running back position, but, I mean, we're I think we're pretty solid with the guy coming from uh, – there was a transfer from Wisconsin. I can't remember what his name is. Uh, Jalen Berger. Jalen Berger. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Bert, then we, we also Berger, Simmons. So then we also got the other transfer from Colorado, uh, Jarek Broussard. So Jarek Broussard, the running back from Colorado, which is actually the Pac 12 player of the year. Oh, okay. Running back also transferred to Michigan State University. Yeah. Um, which also kind of also want to talk about the transfers. Because we also got a lot of those coming uh, who will be starting next season. Uh, like um, uh, the guy at UNLV. Um, I ain't going to stay too too much. But there's a linebacker out of UNLV. I know that uh, he will definitely. Uh, Jacoby Windham. Women. Jacoby Windham uh, will also be starting. Uh, we have Aaron Brule out of Mississippi State. We ended up getting a tight end, Daniel Baker, out of Illinois. I thought that was an interesting pickup. I, I do, too. How many that we've already recruited and signed, plus uh, Malik Carr also in the mix. So I'm trying to figure out how that dynamic is going to work. Maybe we'll have a set of two tight ends. That would help. I feel like so, the tight end position was definitely lacking from last year. It definitely was. And I believe that if we can ever get a dynamic tight end playmaker – we can actually see this offense come together for real, like be more explosive than it was last year. Um, Absolutely agree. So, yeah, and, and we also ended up getting a uh, 
offensive guard from out of Washington State. Uh, so I think that regardless of what we lacked from recruiting, uh, we ended up getting through the transfer portal. Also, another starter, uh, what is it? Um, uh, Chris Boyle, Bogle, uh, yeah, one or the other. He's a transfer uh, defensive end out of Florida. So I think he's also he's going to start next year alongside Jeff Jeff Petrowski. So be be on the lookout for for that dynamic. I think the defensive line. Uh, is definitely going to be an improvement, which will actually help the secondary out a lot because, you know, it's 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 a bitch to guard a person for five seconds or more as a cornerback because, yeah. you know, e- eventually you're going to, you know, eventually the guy's going to get open. You know, you don't have too much time to be sticking with somebody. And, you know, it, it just is not good. So if we can get to the quarterback and, and uh, create pressure without having to blitz, that would be amazing, and that would actually help the secondary so that, you know, we're not, you know, last. Sacrifice some people. We can have more people in the secondary. Of course. That's all I'm saying. I think it'll work because Brandon Jordan now here, he can teach these guys, you know, certain techniques to help them get to the quarterback a lot faster. And if we can get that done, we can win a whole lot more games. Trust me. So. But now we can talk about the commits that, have, have gone on to commit this year so far. We have eight four-star guys right now uh, that are that have committed to Michigan State. We ended up losing on a guy today, uh, Jelani Thurman. I don't think uh, Antonio ever had that many, did he? Uh, I think he had it one time. I think one, one time. time. I, and, and that's when the uh, whole rape case came about and destroyed that entire thought process. He was like, you know what? I'm never going after talented four stars ever again. We're going to go back to low budget three stars. So mm-hmm. when that happened, that's when the whole, <laughs> that's when the whole Michigan state program went left. So, mm-hmm. you know, unfortunate, but Hey, we moving on bigger and better things. Mel Tucker's here. He's making sure that, Hey, we, we are going to get eight, four stars at least. That is the bare minimum now, which is good. That's kind of what we need. We need talent here in order to really make a real statement in the Big Ten and also justify paying Mel Tucker $95 million. So, yeah, <laughs> he's got to <laughs> he's got to get these recruits in here. But uh, <clears throat> so far, these are the, these are the eight four stars that we have so far. So we got a top rated one right now, the top rated recruit. I think he's the second highest rated recruit that we've ever gotten in Michigan State history. By Job. Uh, Defensive end out of Oklahoma, uh, nationally ranked number 64. Position ranked is number nine. He's number one in the state of Oklahoma. Mm. Uh, Love it. He has uh, has very good speed. He has very good length. Um, The man also returns kickoff returns. You know what I'm saying? So he's an athlete at at the very least. So I love to see what he he doesn't need. He's he's only 6'4", 215. So in order for him to really uh, get on the field, I think he's going to have to uh, put on at least 20 more pounds. If he can put on 15 to 20 pounds, uh, he could be an elite. Now, you talk about Shalik Calhoun, that's who he reminds me of for sure mm. coming off the edge. So if he can get put on some weight, that's all he has to do, put on some weight and get in the, um, get in the gym with uh, Brandon Jordan 
and you'll be just fine. Um, second second guy we have is Andrew DePape. Uh, six for five, 245. Defensive end out of Iowa. Nationally ranked 161. Position rank is 24, and he's number two in the state of Iowa. He was one of the first commits uh, that Brandon, that once we hired Brandon Jordan, he was the first guy to commit because of Brandon Jordan. So Andrew DePave has been our top recruiter. For anybody else who has committed after him, he's definitely sought, sought after all of these guys. So um, shouts out to Andrew. I think he's a terrific guy. He's going to, he reminds me, if if I can give a player comparison for Michigan State, uh, Kenny Willickis. Okay. He is going to be just like that, uh, if not better than that. So all he has to do is come in and get that working. He's already got the mechanics to 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 make an impact, even as a freshman. And y'all are definitely gonna see that uh the next season that we that once he gets to Michigan State, you're gonna see his uh talent show for sure. Um, next recruit is Jordan Hall, 6'2, 225. Linebacker out of IMG, out of the state of Florida. Nationally ranked 200, position ranked 14, uh, and he's number 41 in the state of Florida. Um, player comparison, uh, Antoine Simmons. Okay, uh, okay, okay. Qu- quick, quick guy. I believe he could be an outside or inside linebacker. Uh, at six foot two, he, if you look at his highlight tape, he's very much, he has the, uh, he has the size. Uh, he, he definitely passes the eye test right away. So uh, I I believe, listen, Jordan Jordan Hall is one of my stars in this year's uh, commitment class so far. So, so, so far in the 2023 class, Jordan Hall is one of my favorites, along with By Job and Andrew DePay. So those three guys, all on the defensive side of the ball, are my favorite recruits so far. Um, next, we have Cole Dillinger, who just – uh, committed, I believe, last week. Uh, 6'4", 280 kid out of Clarkston, Michigan. Uh, nationally ranked 330, position ranked 16, and he's number five in the state of Michigan. Excellent. So we Excellent. Still, still got a top five kid in the state of Michigan, which is still a good way to do it. I believe we always need a top five kid in the state of Michigan in every recruiting class that we get from here on out. Just to stand firm that you need to have some some kids from the state of Michigan commit to you you still need even though we go everywhere around the country from florida california georgia all over these places we still need to respect and and come get our kids that are right here in the state of michigan absolutely and to let them know they got a place to be that this is where they need to go i don't need to go anywhere exactly uh next uh four-star recruit is kendrick riscano Running back out of New Caney, Texas, 5'11", 190, nationally ranked 354, position ranked 23, and number 63 in the state of Texas, which is still very good in the state of Texas. Um, he, com- player comparisons, uh, reminds me of uh, Jeremy Langford. Ooh. So he is definitely a – he's not a – in my opinion, when I watch this highlight tape, he's not really a – shaker or mover you know he's not really a stutter step but he definitely has the quickness and the and the vision as a Jeremy Langford so he definitely has that going forward I think he just you know, comes in here gets into the nutrition and the weight program it'll do him all, all sorts of good and he will definitely be a stud for Michigan State for years to come uh, forward to it 
Yep. Next, next three, uh, the final three. I'm gonna go real quick with this one. Um, Brennan, uh, get Sorry if I'm butchering your name, but I will definitely get it right next time. Uh, you're six foot six, two thirty five, tight end out of Dexter, Michigan. Big boy. Definitely, I I, I like that one. Uh, Clay Whedon. Six foot six, two ninety five, interior lineman from Tampa, Florida. Like that one as well. And my last four star is Chance Rucker, six foot one, one eighty, cornerback out of Denton, Texas. So so far so good. I believe we have some other guys that I expect to uh, commit to us so far. So we're on commitment watch for a few guys right now. Let me give you three right now that on commitment watch to to Michigan State right now. Uh, Peyton. Peyton Kirkland, six foot six, three forty-five. Ooh. Offensive tackle slash need interior that. interior lineman. Need that. Need that. Need that. Throw whatever you got to at that man. I don't care. Anything else, bro. Throw the bag at him. Five million, ten million, fifteen million, make it happen. <laughs> whatever it may be. Make we it definitely happen. Have, we gotta throw something out for sure. But uh coming out of Orlando, Florida, nationally ranked 261, position 25. And out of the state of Florida, he's ranked number 54. Uh, next one, another guy you're going to be impressed again. Miles McVeigh, six foot six, 358. Jesus. Offensive tackle, East St. Louis, nationally ranked the 182. Hell they these boys. Uh, Clearly, cornbread, I missed out. A lot of cornbread and fried chicken for sure. Mm-hmm. Getting, getting down. We definitely getting down in the South for sure. Uh, East St. Louis, uh, position ranked 17, and he's number two in the state of uh, Missouri. Um, and our last one, Jalen Thompson, six foot three, 245, defensive lineman out of Cash Tech, uh, right here in uh, Detroit, Michigan. Uh, okay. nas- nationally ranked 202, position ranked 30, and he's number two in the state of Michigan. Let's go. Definitely a commitment watch. Uh, Jalen is definitely a uh, crystal ball to Michigan State. Uh, so is Peyton Kirkland so far. Uh, guy uh, Orlando, Florida is crystal ball to us for sure. And uh, Miles McVay, um, they thinking that Peyton Kirkland and Miles McVay are kind of a package deal. So that's what we, uh, you know, if we can get Kirkland here, they're like, hey, we can get Kirkland. We can definitely get from McVay. And I'm down for that. If we can get two six foot six, three fifty guys, you know, I don't mean to cut you off, but I always wonder that whenever they go to recruit players and they recruit people that play on the same side of the ball, I wonder if they ever try to like use that as like incentive. If they ever like bring that up in conversation, if they're allowed to, you know what I'm saying? Like, hey, we're going after this guy. Have you seen him play? Like, mm. you know, like uh, play the a defensive end playing the left side of the field and defensive end playing the right side of the field. It's like, hey, we're right. going after this guy. You know, have you seen his tape? Or, you know, he, we're talking to him and he's like, he's thinking about committing. If you commit and you guys commit together, look at the type of damage you guys could do together. Yes. I believe, I wonder if they, they, I believe they do. Okay. They do for the most part. Kind of reason how, because uh, <clears throat> we talked about this earlier, how Miami University right now is like dominating recruiting all of a sudden. Like they just, they're getting players that, that, that are just mind blowing to me because I'm just like Miami did not have a great season for them to be getting commits like this. So I I did a little bit more research and I understand that they are throwing like four million dollars at kids. Now that's a little too rich for Michigan State's blood, even though we do have the money. 
but we just don't feel like we need to just be a then we don't want this to be a circus. I mean, we would love it if if Michigan State, I mean, in my opinion, if Miami wins a championship, who gives a damn how much they play these kids? You know? So with that being said, I think Michigan State can actually uh we don't have to really spend too much money. I understand that there are some guys out here that we would love to get some five star guys that we would love to throw money at. But I don't know if this is Mel Tucker's uh, MO for right now is throwing money at players. So for right now, I just think that he's going to stick with getting a lot of these four stars and, and you're just going to build on that. But I will tell him this. I will tell all of Spartan Nation this. We, I believe we will get one five-star guy, and I'm going to tell you who it is. David Hicks, six foot four, 270, D-lineman out of Texas. You think we're going to pull that one in? I think we'll pull that one off. He's nationally ranked number five, position number one, and in the state of Texas, he is number one. Ooh, Ooh, if we pull that off, it'll put us on the map. It is just because of showing Mel Tucker some respect after that. And it's because of Brandon Jordan. It will be because of his relationship with Brandon Jordan. Him and his dad have a relationship with Brandon Jordan that I believe is 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 strong enough to 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 hold on to because right now they have him not crystal balled to. Oregon, but he looks like he's that's what they believe he's going is to Oregon. But they got us in the top three. So with that being said, I this and this is why I get into throwing money at players. Like I don't care. Mel Tucker, in order for you to justify $95 million, if everybody else around you is getting multiple five-star guys, you, sir, need to at least land one. I don't care which one it is. This is either going to be David Hicks or Samson Okanola, uh, 6'5", 305 tackle. Um, crystal ball to Miami right now. And Miami, once again, hey, they, they said it. I heard that they offered him $4 million to go to Miami. So they got him crystal ball going to Miami too. So I'm done with Samson. Looks like we're not gonna get him. We were very high. I heard Justin Thee, just Justin Thee talk about him. They were like, "Hey, I think that you know Crystal Ball. I think Michigan State has a very good shot at him." And I guess we were three million dollars too short. So now that we saved all this money, now that we ain't paying none of these five star guys, at least we got enough money to pay at least one. And that's why I say David Hicks out of Texas should definitely. You be could the be guy. onto something with that, and I really hope it actually does pay off for us because that could be huge. I'm just saying, if we ain't paying nobody else, if we still got all this money. I mean, I want to say we have all this money, but legally we could do what we wanted to do to get at least one of these guys. Why not get one of them? Like, if we miss out on all of them, I'm going to actually call up to Michigan State and, and ask a couple questions. Like, what is our budget? Do we even have one? Mm-hmm. Are we I not eligible to... Are we not eligible to get none of these guys ever? Are we not going to, you know, we're not going to throw a bag at any one of these guys? Like, we, it's not like we have to dish out $10 million a year. Mm-hmm. I'm just, we just need to get one of them every now and again. We need, you know, goodness gracious, man. Like, we just need to get one of them. Like, I don't care which one. Just get one. That's all. Yeah, I agree. We got to get, we got to be able to do something to put ourselves on the map because, I mean, we're trending in the right direction with a bunch of these four stars we're getting. Uh, Mel Tucker's doing a great job with that, but definitely getting a five star will get everybody's attention. Definitely. Uh, and I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Like, we need one. That's all I'm saying. I mean, 
regardless, I think we're going to be just fine next year and the year after and the year after. But uh, eventually, I, I think a lot of these guys that are five stars that we're trying to, you know, trying to pursue and try to convince them to commit here, um, they're looking at it like, man, I don't know, Michigan State really don't put too many people in the pros. Mm-hmm. You know, right off, not like high draft picks, you know, not like first rounders or nothing like that. So a lot of those guys like, eh, you know, I don't know if it's going to work out because, you know, I'm going to have fun at Michigan State, but I don't know, you know, I don't want to just win the, uh, what we win the Peach Bowl? No, we went it up. Yeah, we ended up winning the Peach Bowl, did we not? Yeah, we won the Peach Bowl. So I don't, I don't, I think that they want more than just the Peach Bowl. You know, they want mm-hmm. the Rose Bowl. They want the national oh, championship. Oh, yeah, we want the they playoff. Want, they want the playoff. You know, they, yeah, they, they don't want to just play. Oh, they want national coverage. You know, they like, yeah, we want the big stuff. So if you can't get me big, you know, promised land, then that's why a lot of these guys are taking money because they're like, because Ohio State, Alabama, places like those, we, they know that they're going to win championships eventually. So I get why anybody would commit there, but a place like Miami. Who you know they ain't winning, they not winning nothing anytime soon. But you know, that's why they're going after the bag. And you know, hell, I'm not even gonna front on you. If you had to choose right now, you Devin, you had to choose right now to go to Miami or Michigan State for the next four years, where are you going? Ooh, subsiding my bias, man. I might be yes, heading to South Beach. That's all I'm saying. Might be heading to South Beach. And that, that that's why I'm saying our bag, we have to know who we want. And go after those guys. Like we're never gonna get like four or five five stars. I don't think that'll ever be our mo. Just because of where we're at, where our location is. Mm-hmm. So if we could just say, hey, okay, we got five million dollars. That's our budget for five stars. We have five million dollars. We can go get one five star. Or we can try to go get two. Under the no, no, not you know. One can get three million, the other one can get two million, you know, and just try to make it like that because that's the only way we're gonna actually compete with these guys. We can get to the playoff with just what we guys we got right now. We can get to the playoffs, but we're gonna get our asses handed to by Georgia or Alabama again. So I'm trying not to I'm trying to at least make the game competitive. <laughs> oh yeah, I, yeah, absolutely. I, get I it, want yeah. the game to be competitive, man. That's we don't want to get all the way to that end just to get spanked again. No, we don't exactly. want to repeat a twenty fifteen. But, and he said he's coach Mel Tucker said, "Hey, and the, right after the Ohio State embarrassment, he said, what what's going to have to change is recruiting. We're going to have to go after the top guys, and and we're going to have to land some of these top guys in order for us to, you know, say, hey, at least compete with Ohio State. You yeah, know, absolutely, I agree. So we're going to have we, to do. Yeah, we can beat Michigan uh, with our eyes closed, but it's come our now rivalry is now Ohio State. It's no longer Michigan." Now we know we have to beat Ohio State in order to uh, do anything or to make the playoffs, for sure. Oh, So, next thing I want to talk about is the Braylon Edwards comments that I saw on Twitter. Now, I'm going to paraphrase this because I don't have the sound clip with me right now, but next time I will have all sound. Matter of fact, the next podcast, I'll play that sound clip. But let me paraphrase what he said. Now, he talked about uh, Michigan's record against four teams, and I believe those four teams were um, Ohio State, Michigan State, um, Wisconsin, and Iowa. 
And a guy asked Braylon Edwards, what should the record be after that? He said, we should be 4-0. Mm. And he gives reasons why. But then he starts talking about Michigan State. And he calls our guys just average guys. He said the reason why he says this is because we lost K-9, Kenneth Walker III, which is very true. I give Braylon all the credit for that. We did lose K-9. And he is a big – he was a humongous part of our offense. And he was probably the only reason – why we beat y'all, to be honest with you. Uh, he scored all five of our touchdowns. So I understand Braylon Edwards' uh, thought process. He said if we just take away K-9, they don't score a touchdown. We blow them out. So I don't I don't fully agree with that at all. Of course. But that's but if you just think think how he's thinking, I can understand why he would go like that. Now, a lot of these guys also believe that Michigan State is going to take a um uh take a step back as as they put it. Which is kind of crazy to me because they're not, they're just thinking of it. They're so simple minded. And Lord knows I need everybody in Spartan Nation to listen up. Everybody in the nation being so simple minded. I understand that we lost a very big piece of our offense, but we also gained other talented guys. Like you don't understand, Keon Coleman is going to be in the lineup this year. Mm hmm. You know, you do not Daniel Baker, who was the top tight end in Illinois, transferred over here to Michigan State. He's yeah. going to be a, a very big weapon. And people got to also remember that Kenneth Walker came from Wake Forest. Wasn't nothing happening for him at Wake Forest. So, right, he ended he up making, to Michigan State. He, he, look what happens. Right, he ended up being a very big time player for sure. Um, also, we ended up getting Jared Broussard, the running back out of Colorado, who was the Big Twelve. No, no, no. Pack the Pack Ten or Pack Twelve Player of the Year. So, with that being said, we and, and we also have uh, Jalen Berger, uh, running back out of Wisconsin, who's also going to be uh, in the starting lineup. So, we have weapons mm -hmm. that are going to have to come come together collectively to uh, you know soften the blow of K nine. But by any means, I do not believe we're going to take a step back. Now, all those guys that are talking about, oh, I believe. Michigan State's only going to win eight games next season. Like, in my mind, like, who the hell are we going to lose to? Besides Ohio State. Yeah, I'm not really, I'm not really seeing what uh, what games are really going to be like any crazy massive upsets. I mean, obviously we we know that Mel Tucker has capability of beating Michigan. He's done it two years in a row. Um, we got Wisconsin. I mean, that's the one tough team, the one really really tough team that we got to play out of the West. Um, but we got them at home. I think Wisconsin lost a lot of recruits last year, so or not recruits, but a lot of players to the league in this year's draft. So I don't and see Wisconsin being a major, major competition. And, and since you said it right, you put something else in my mind, Devin. You said that we played them at home, which I did not know. I know that we play Ohio State the week before, so I know yes. that's going to be like a it's going to be a tough, tough stretch right there, tough like oh, two oh, to absolutely. three game stretch to where we got to face Ohio State, especially if we lose it. Mm -hmm. Then we got to go back. If we, if we win it, we still got to worry about the letdown from Wisconsin. So one of those games might be a win. One of them might be a, a loss. Mm -hmm. But I'm hoping that we can, you know, redeem to just come away with two wins. But, uh, with it being at home, don't you think Jalen Berger's chomping at the bit? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, why would he not want to be? I mean. The former team coming in to play with a chip on your shoulder. You like, Coach, give me the ball 30 times. And I'm going to show them what they missed. Mm -hmm. That's all I'm saying. It's, it's, it's just little stuff like that. So 
my I just hope that you know Braylon Edwards. I hope I can first off Braylon. I hope I could talk just because Lord knows I want to chime in and uh talk to you on Woolworth uh, Sports for sure and uh give you a little bit of education about this because anybody else that's that's at Woolworth Sports that that believes that we're gonna take a step back, I believe you're delusional. And I don't believe hey, – listen, Mel Tucker can't afford to take a step back. Like, I believe 10, 10 to 11 wins is the minimum every single year. Mel Tucker in the same spot as Coach Boone from Remember the Titans. <laughs> I hope – listen, <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> Coach Boone couldn't lose a game. He would I know, be fired. Coach, he couldn't I know lose Coach a Boone game. Coach Boone couldn't lose a game, but once in that – but you know how it is, bro. As soon as Mel I Tucker do. set those expectations, bro, that's what people are expecting now. So Mel and Tucker ain't got a choice but to do it now. I agree, and that's all that matters. I mean, that's, that's fine. That's what, it, that's what comes with $95 million is oh, expectations. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. So we're looking to get to the playoffs. And we're – this season might end up being, I believe, this might be the exact same as last season. I believe we should get 10 to 11 wins, mm-hmm. and we should be fighting for our lives to get to a playoff spot. I'm not saying that we'll get it, but, you yeah, know. I don't know. I don't know about this season. I was thinking potentially the season after, maybe not even the season after, maybe because uh, I'm assuming that probably Kattenhauser is going to end up staying three years, so I'm assuming maybe Kattenhauser's junior year. That'll be when a lot of these recruits are sophomores and juniors and they have a season or two behind them. They've got the reps. They understand the college game and then we'll be a little bit more experienced maybe by them. But I mean, if we hell, I'm not going to sit here and be upset if we make a run to the playoff, whatever. Let's get to it. I know. Oh, well, we know the big beast we got to take down is always is Ohio State. Yeah, of course. That's the that is the big dog of the uh, Big Ten for sure. Um, and right until right until USC and UCLA come come aboard. Uh, the Big Ten, man. I want to get your thoughts on that real quick before we, before we leave out of here, man. How do you feel about West Coast coming uh, to the Big Ten? Uh, USC and UCLA don't know what they're getting themselves into. Because, um, <laughs> uh, like I told people at my job, um, so we had this conversation about this. Got a lot of Buckeye fans there. But I was like, look, I'm like, when is the last time you can really remember the best Pac-12 team beating the best Big Ten team? The best. Not the second best Big Ten team, but the best. Anytime the Big Ten sends the number one team to the Rose Bowl to play the Pac-12s, um, number one team, at least the last 15 years, we've won it. Every time. Uh, I, I mean, we beat Penn, we sent Penn State to the Rose Bowl. Penn State won. They sent Michigan State to the Rose Bowl. They won. Ohio State's been to the Rose Bowl a couple times yep. and won. Definitely. I mean, I, I, dude, like, I don't – I just – yeah, I don't – I don't see what USC, UCLA right now, like they, especially UCLA, like UCLA's football program has not really been hyper relevant for a long time at this point. Right. They haven't done a whole lot of anything. USC was okay in the early 2000s. Um, But both those teams really haven't been top tier. It's been mainly, it's been teams like Oregon or uh, um, Stanford, teams like that, that have been kind of controlling the Pac-12 and staying on top of everything. Right. I do believe that USC is going to make a comeback. So I, I think that the USC side of it is is very beneficial to the Big Ten. I when the US when I heard that US, USC was uh coming to the Big Ten, I, I automatically thought, man, that that puts another loss on Michigan's record. How are they gonna make to the playoffs now? Like <laughs> I don't know how they're gonna do that, but we're gonna be fine. I'm not truly concerned about them, but I am concerned about it on the Michigan side. I don't know how they're gonna beat uh USC. But um I just think that that's just another – I mean, 
I'm all for competition, and plus it helps us go into California and recruit a lot of kids. California has a plethora amount of kids that need to go somewhere. So if we can go down to California and get a top 10 kid out of the state of California, I'm all for it. I don't care what they're doing. They can come over here. I believe Oregon Oregon and Washington are kind of like on the doorstep wanting to come through, and I think they should. I, I, you know, I just think that it's it's the start. You know what it is? This right here is the start of the real super conference mm-hmm. that I believe, which I've heard this is how, then this is what makes sense. So you will combine the Pac-12 and the Big Ten. Combine them both and make one super conference, whatever that, whatever your name of that wants to be. And then they uh, take the SEC and the Big 12 and combine that with a lot of with the, some other teams from uh, the ACC combine those guys and just make it like the NFL kind of how the NFL has the AFC and the NFC mm-hmm. and then you break that into divisions six team divisions so six four team division yeah six four team divisions or four six team divisions that's how it goes that's how which I'm all for and I believe that that would be that would be fantastic and then you can have like a what a sixteen team playoffs at that at that time? It's a lot of extra football games, and that's fine. Like college that's kids, fine. but I mean they are getting paid now, so I guess uh, unless right. I guess things would be a little bit different. Exactly. Well, most are getting paid. You know, if you go to the University of Michigan, you won't get paid too much. But you know, if you go to Michigan State, you could get an extra few dollars. You know, for sure. Um, or Ohio State, you can get a hell of you can get millions of dollars at Ohio State. So <laughs> likeness. And that's that's hey, that's what's gonna happen, man. It's what it is. Um, do you want to talk about the coach rankings? Oh yeah, let's talk about that. CBS Oof. came out with a, a coaching rankings. Where did they have Mel Tucker at? Devin? Ooh, we 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 we. Well, they had Mel Tucker all the way at eighth. Seven coaches ahead of him. Let me go ahead and just read off the list of uh Big Ten coach rankings. At number one, you got Ryan Day from Ohio State. Uh, Obviously. Deserved. Um, I think, yeah, he's been the only consistent coach in the Big Ten that's, uh, you know, made the playoff in his uh, in pretty much all his debuts except for uh, all his season except for this last one. Mm-hmm. Uh, at number two, you got Jim Harbaugh. Uh, rightfully, I kind of understand in a sense. Yeah. Because they did win the Big Ten. Yeah. Um, you got Iowa, Wisconsin, Penn State, Northwestern, Minnesota. All those teams are ahead of Mel Tucker. And then after Mel Tucker, you got uh, Purdue, Rutgers, Illinois, Indiana, Maryland, and Nebraska. Now, I got a lot to say about this. Um, Mm. I understand why Iowa may be ahead, maybe ahead of Michigan State due to the 2020 season, the blowout that Iowa inflicted upon Michigan State. And I understand that. Um. But as for uh, as for Penn State, as for North Northwestern, especially, I know we beat Northwestern. Like, like, I have okay. no clue why Northwestern is up there. I I understand Pat Fitzgerald has probably been the best coach that Northwestern's probably ever had. Ever, he's pretty much dug them out of everything. Um, he's taken he did take them to a Big Ten championship game. They did win the West one year. Yes, they did. And um, he was a thorn in uh, Mark D'Antonio's side, beating Mark D'Antonio. I think the last two years that Mark D'Antonio was coaching. Mm-hmm. Or at least, or at least uh, two of the last four years, two of the last three, something like that. But so I understand that. But Mel Tucker's two and zero against Northwestern. Don't forget, twenty twenty season, Northwestern was ranked in the top twenty five. Michigan State beat them. 
Uh, and then yep. we come out. The, and then we come one. out. And then we come out next season, which was last season. Mm-hmm. And we score on the very first play. Yep. And Can we completely run them. We completely run them out of their own stadium. Basically. I have no idea why they're ahead. Minnesota. Um, PJ Fleck is doing okay, but you know, just he wasn't even. Minnesota wasn't in an NY six bowl, as far as I was concerned. At all, they, no, they, they were did not. not make. They didn't make it to. Uh, they didn't make it to a New Year's Eve bowl. So I have no idea. They weren't even hyper competitive in the West. At so all. I have no idea why they put them above or what the thought process is. Um, Michigan. I mean, the only argument that you got for Michigan at this point, pretty much, is that Jim Harbaugh won the Big Ten. Because if Jim Harbaugh that, doesn't win the Big Ten, there's no reason that Jim Harbaugh needs to be above Mel Tucker. He lost to Mel Tucker when he was a twenty point favorite in twenty twenty. Yep. And then turn around and lost to him the very next year, blowing a 16-point lead. Like, come on. Exactly. So right. I just and let me just let me just say this one right now that uh that right there, we don't even know what the criteria was for why they put Mel Tucker where they put him. They can't say that it's it, that it's from the past two seasons or three seasons, whatever that is. You got to just judge him off the past two seasons. Now, he beat Northwestern and he beat Michigan both years. So, I understand that a lot of people don't know about Mel Tucker right now. So, they're just – they're like, we know he's good, but we don't know if he's this good because this was – a. they believe that this season was the K-9 anomaly type season. Like, mm-hmm. there's no way Michigan State could be this good with yeah. Mel Tucker at the, at, as a head coach. Uh, with that being said, you're right. Um, Northwestern definitely shouldn't be up there. Pat, Pat Fitzgerald is, like you said, the best that Northwestern has had. So I do believe that he should be like number six. PJ Flack should be behind Mel Tucker for Christ's sakes. Minnesota is completely irrelevant. If they wanted to make this list a little bit better, they could have put Mel Tucker at four or five, and I yep. might have been okay with that one. But for you to put him all the way at number eight, right? was completely disrespectful. You, they CBS clearly does not know anything about the Big Ten. They shouldn't even do rankings with that type of a list. I'm sorry that was completely disrespectful. Uh, I'm completely writing CBS off at that, right after that because they, they need to explain themselves. I need somebody from CBS to explain themselves to, so they can justify why they put Mel Tucker at number eight. The only justification I can really come up with is it's got to be the body of work. The fact that some of these coaches have been here about four or five seasons and just because of the things they've accomplished in those four or five seasons, like that's the only thing I can think of. Well, well, let me just say this within four or five seasons, what the hell has Jim Harbaugh done besides, besides just last season, because now we going to throw last season out. We throwing out Michigan's big 10 championship, but we throwing out Mel Tucker's 11 and two season too. With a New Year's New Year's Bowl victory. Mm-hmm. So, with that being said, if that's the case, I can understand why Mel Tucker is eight. If, if that, if we're just going off of just twenty twenty season, then if that's the case. But Jim Harbaugh should be back there six, six and seven in the Big Ten. Yeah, they haven't done enough. They haven't yeah, done enough. At Michigan all. can't win their bowl games. They haven't been able to. They haven't been able to really clutch up heavily. Like, I mean, it just didn't make any sense of what um what the thought process is because Harbaugh's been there like what seven seasons now. He yes. doesn't he does not have a winning record against Michigan State or Ohio State, either one of the rivals. Um, he hasn't beaten a Michigan State team that's been a what that's finished the season over five hundred. I don't think. Nope. There you go. That's I, that's my, 
They, listen, I'll tell you, if we ever lose to Michigan, we know that the season's going to be trash. Mm-hmm. That's it. If we if we beat them, we know we're going to be 10 or 11 wins. Let's get it. So that's, that's all it is. Um, and uh, one thing about Michigan, and I'm going to get off them completely. Um, the rivalry between Michigan and Michigan State. I wanted to I wanted to get your take on this before before we head out. Um, what I learned last year is that Michigan does not have to beat Michigan State in order to get to the uh, uh, to the playoff, right? Right. Because all they have to do is beat Ohio State, which is the last game of the season, and they finally did it. So I believe that you know how because they keep picking at us, saying that, you know, Michigan State only cares about beating Michigan, which I can understand, which is very true. I mean, it's not the only thing we think about, but we get we get really – it's like our Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And to Michigan, I think we could beat Michigan every single year now because, you know, because of that. Because they don't have to beat us. They don't even have to get up for us. They can get embarrassed by us, but as long as they beat Ohio State, they can still make it to the playoffs. So – you know, it's it's we have to beat everybody. We have to beat Michigan, Ohio State, in order to be in the playoff. But yet, Michigan does not have to beat us. They just have to beat Ohio State, and then they go. Their schedule is so weak that they probably will lose to us. But then they have to beat Ohio State, and I'm pretty sure Ryan Day is a coach boom for the Michigan game. If Ryan Day loses to Michigan one more time, he will be fired. No matter you, what they're, you think so? I do. Oh, he's gonna be on the hot seat for sure. Oh, Ohio Michigan. State hate that. They don't give a damn. They, they, Ohio State would rather lose every single game, but as long as they beat Michigan at the at the last game, they'll be just fine. So Ryan yeah, Day is always on the hot seat. So that's 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 just my whole take on that thing for sure. Well, I think that. Uh... I think that, yeah, it's a massive game. We put a lot of attention, a lot of focus on it because it means a lot to us because of the history and the rivalry and the comments that they've made. A lot of the recent players have made a lot of a lot of the recent Michigan players really haven't had a whole lot of success against us. Nope. Have made um, things they've said. So, yeah, we take it a little bit more seriously. But um, so, yeah, we do. You're right. We do normally have to beat everybody in order to get to the playoff. Um, the biggest one, obviously, is Ohio State. We got to take down Ohio State in order to get to the uh, or to get to the playoff. But. Yeah, yeah, we the, put we put a lot into that Michigan game because it does mean a lot to us, and you know what, does. Michigan can Michigan can subside it and put it however they want. They can you know try to make it seem like it's not as valuable, it's not as important to them, whatever it may be, it doesn't matter. But at the end of the day, you know the game's important to us. We enjoy it, we love it, we love beating you all because then we keep closing that gap, and the more wins we keep getting, eventually that overall record's going to go away. Yep. Basically. And then Michigan won't have anything to hold on to at that point, other than, I guess, more recent national championships, even though their national championships are starting to become as old as the Cowboys Super Bowl rings. And they, they, and they are. And Michigan's not doing so high in recruiting. I think it's, it's picking up a little bit more. But uh, other than that. They're not outpacing us. Yeah, it's not. Thing. Yeah, it's not. They're not outpacing us. I don't even think they're going to really destroy us. I think we might be like uh, – I do. I, uh, I won't say that. You know what? I think that Michigan State will will end up beating Michigan uh, as far as ranking will go uh, next season, as far as recruiting goes. So I do think we'll we'll out, outdo them. Uh, I think that we'll get a lot of our guys uh, during the season because a lot of these guys that are committing right now, 
they might say that their commitment is 100% over, but Lord knows if we end up showing and proving that, hey, we got some, you know, we got some talented coaches here and we can get you guys to the NFL. I believe if we can show out when when we when we're on the national stage, when we play Michigan, when we play Ohio State, when we play Wisconsin, if we can get on TV and we can show out, we can get the attention of a lot of those kids and be like, hey, you know what? I know I'm committed elsewhere, but I think I can I think I can see myself playing here for Mel Tucker and Michigan State University. So, you know, I'm not going to, you know, hold my head down when another kid uh, commits to another school. I'm just going to be like, you know what? I'm going to just wait on it because, you know, a lot of these guys are show and prove type type people. So that's what Michigan State has to do. They have to go out there, show and prove. So as long as they do that, I believe they'll, they'll end up uh, getting more recruits as the season progresses. It's going to be exciting, that's for sure. It is. So, with that being said, I want to thank everybody for listening. Make sure you uh, make sure you uh, follow us on Twitter, uh, Spartan Dogs Podcast. We're basically posting every single day. Something's going to be posted there every single day. Shout out to everybody that that continues to follow us uh, from Spartan Nation. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you, Devin, for joining me for sure. Uh, love to have you back. Love to hear your takes on things. Uh, shout out to Jordan. I'm pretty sure we'll all uh, get back on the podcast as soon as we possibly can, for sure. And with that being said, I want to say uh, just make sure you just go go and follow us and make sure you listen to listen to podcast at Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Hell, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Podcast.com. It doesn't matter. Anywhere, we will be there for sure. Uh, thank you so much, and go green. Go white. <laughs>